Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I am so glad you've joined me. It's always wonderful to have you with me, where we talk about current trends, current events through the lens of character and faith and history and even heroism. Don't mind admitting it. I love to look at history through that lens. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to dive into a difficult subject that has been surfaced since Hamas's assault upon Israel. And it's going to bother some of you, and I'm going to speak very bluntly and very personally, but I assume that's why you listen to this podcast. You like it in part uh, because I hit hard. You like it in part because I keep it down to about 10 or 15 minutes, and you like it in part because I'm looking at history and events through the eye of faith, which a lot of people don't do. So I want to talk to you about giving to American universities. And by the way, this applies to other universities in the world, but Americans are particularly generous to universities. Uh, many of them, a higher percentage than most people in the world, are university graduates. They, we've been taught to respect universities and colleges and that kind of education. And so when a people come into wealth and they're looking for a way to give large amounts of wealth as a matter of probate, their wills, or other ways, or because they love a certain university, um, they will often give large gifts. Sometimes this is for branding a stadium or branding a College of Arts and Sciences or paying for a lab or uh, endowing a a chair of historical studies or whatever, a a business chair, things of that nature, a chair being a department, a, a certain professor's role ongoingly funded, that kind of thing. So I believe in all of it. I believe in all of it. But I'm going to talk to you about some tough stuff here when it comes to funding universities. Americans give approximately $52 billion a year in gifts to American colleges and universities. $52 billion a year. And I applaud that generosity. I love generosity. I love big heartedness. I think it's one of the greatnesses of America, one of the great features of America, that our tax laws allow benefits for those who are generous. Generosity is encouraged by every major faith in the world. Uh, The scriptures, Old and New Testament, basically say the generous man prospers. The generous person uh, receives more so they can do even more good. That's how it's meant to work in the world. And I'm thrilled for it. I worked intently in the in the generosity major donor space. I've written books about it. I've encouraged it. I've coached people in their giving. I've been part of institutions that benefit from that giving. I believe in it. However, I'm getting flooded with calls since the Hamas assault on October the 7th. Because what followed the Hamas assault on October the 7th was that people began to pour into the streets, unbelievably pour into the streets, to celebrate Hamas. So I've got Jewish friends who are quite wealthy, and they have been funding. I'm going to keep it blurry now so I don't give anybody away. Let's say the University of Chicago, or let's say Columbia, or let's say Yale, or let's say Harvard. And they've done it significantly, like their name's on a building. But they call me and they say, here I am giving to this school because I believe in the sciences or I believe, I, you know, my child went to their MBA program and it changed him or whatever. 
And then suddenly they find thousands of students, not just Middle Eastern students, thousands of students pouring out into the streets to celebrate Hamas. In one case, students at at the very school this Jewish benefactor contributed money to were wearing T-shirts and holding up signs celebrating the paragliders in Israel, the Hamas paragliders, who descended on raves and descended on kibbutzes, firing machine guns and killing people. I've been graphic before. I'll be graphic for two seconds again. Children were, in fact, beheaded. They were, be, in fact, shot. Uh, grandmothers were split in half. Uh, girls were raped and then shot. Uh, it was gross. It was terrible. Tires set on fire were rolled into children's bedrooms where we knew multiple children were were sleeping on uh, in, in a given room. It goes on and on and on. And so you're Jewish, you're wealthy, you've been supporting American education because your parents came over and came to Ellis Island or you escaped the Holocaust and you want to give back to the nation and you want to impact the uh, rising generation. And so you fund these schools and then suddenly you find that the people who are uh, benefiting most from your largesse are supporting your enemies, that they are celebrating the very Hamas that would have murdered you had you been a Jew on the streets of a kibbutz or Jerusalem or anywhere else. Now, I want you to think about this. Americans are unbelievably generous when it comes to giving to universities, but I want to say that Americans can also be unbelievably unwise in their generosity. I recall a university where I have had a little bit of history personally, not not in any official capacity, but just impacting students and having discussions and so on. Carnegie Mellon University, okay? So here's Carnegie Mellon. It's got this great history, this great reputation. It's got this great name associated with famous Americans. And yet when the Queen of England dies, a really disgusting professor gets up, female professor, goes public and says that she hopes the Queen dies in agony. She hopes the Queen is suffering horribly as she dies. She, she chooses to go public with this. She didn't, nobody asked her. Her first name is Anju. And then after a, there's a little bit of a storm because it's such a vicious thing to say, such really an evil thing to say, she then brags in her social media, well, there's not any chance I'm going to be fired. They, I, I've got tenure. They're not, they're not going to fire me for exercising free speech. So uh, I've got British friends who support Carnegie Mellon University and, and are devoted to the British monarchy. And this idiot, evil professor stands up and says, I hope the queen, the sweet queen of England in her 90s, this is what she's saying, agonizes in her last days and hours. And then she brags, nothing's going to happen to me. They're not going to do anything to me. I'm exercising my free speech. Now, I suppose Carnegie Mellon has the authority and the right to hire a foolish professor like this. And I suppose she has the right in our modern world to say what she has to say. What's stupid is that people who vehemently disagree with her continue to support that university because your money is going to this evil woman, a person who speaks like that, a person who wishes that for anybody, by the way. Suppose I said this of your grandmother. I hope your mother, grandmother dies in agony. Well, would you turn around and give me money? 
So that's what we're seeing in American universities. And I'm reminded, for example, of of my mother-in-law. I won't mention her name, but my mother-in-law grieved in her latter years. She had been faithful to a certain denomination. I also won't name. Um, She had been faithful. She had given money. She had given special offerings specifically to support this denomination's universities. And then the the university that's not too of, of this denomination that's not too far away from where I live broke off from that denomination, taking all of the buildings and wealth with it, has backed away from all the theological distinctives of that denomination, and is now fairly well known for being pro-values that are the opposite of the values of those who funded the university. So my mother-in-law is dead, but uh, the fact of the matter is that she grieved in her latter years that she had given such money, and she gave a lot, so that universities like this one could raise students and raise good Christian professionals. And there was obviously the Christian denomination and this denomination claiming some things about religious freedom. And the chaplain even told me, oh, we can be even more religious, even more spiritual because we're not tied to one denomination. Well, in fact, the school's been in theological decline. Uh, the, The fact is the school's been in ethical decline. And now the school openly advocates for lifestyles and values that are the opposite of that intended by those who gave and funded the school. And recently, the school, for example, backed away from uh, even having a Christian men's event because they are claiming uh, to be Jesus first. And what apparently that means is that they can back away from any of the moral standards that Jesus required. You understand my point. People have given millions to build this university people in the denominations, blue-collar people, people working along, their pastor said, let's support, let's give to our denomination schools. And what happened? That denomination betrayed them. The millions given, the sweat and the hard work and the dirt under their fingernails and the wounds and the ache and the, and the coming home at night covered in coal dust or coming home at night covered in metal shavings or coming home at night from a classroom exhausted, feet tired. And yet you take some of that hard-earned money and you send it off to that denomination schools, believing that they're doing the work you're committed to, believing that they reflect the pulpit that you are hearing on Sunday morning. And what happens in fact? They're not and you don't know it. Well, this is exactly what's going on at some of these universities in the United States. And I want to say something broadly. I believe in higher education. I'm connected to a number of universities. I have guest lectured at some of the finest universities in this land. Do I say this to brag? No. I'm saying I'm proud of them. I'm proud of West Point. I'm proud of Naval Academy. I'm proud of the Air Force Academy. I've guest lectured at all of them. I'm proud of, uh, of, of some of the top universities in this country, state, private, military. I'm, I'm, speaking, I'm speaking at a graduation of a military school next spring. Uh, a graduation event. I mean, I, I, I love them. But I will tell you that American donors to universities have got to get smart. Yes, if you are Jewish and you are pro-Israel and you are blindly supporting a university that not only has gone leftist, but has brought in a huge number of Middle Eastern students. I'm keeping it broad to keep from being bigoted in anything I'm saying, because I I think you know my history in the Middle East, that I love the Middle East, hang with people of every type, uh, understand there's good in every tribe. But if what has been brought into a university on student visas are radical leftists, uh, extreme rightist Muslims, quite frankly, uh, Hamas supporters, Hezbollah supporters, uh, et cetera, 
Iranian supporters in the sense of the, I love the Iranian people, despise the Iranian government and believe, of course, that it is uh, led by a bunch of Islamic extremist old men. So if these are the kinds of supporters that you're bringing in, putting on American student visas, funding with your American money and, and giving them an education, then we cannot be surprised when Hamas butchers 1,500 people, butchers them, oppresses the 2 million people in Gaza, wants to see Israel eradicated, is in fact Hamas a front for Iranian radicalism, as is Hezbollah in Lebanon. Well, then I want to say to you, I say this, I picture me putting my arm around you and giving you a hug and then saying, you're a fool. If these people represent the opposite of your values, and yet you give them millions. And I've been receiving phone calls from people uh, who are friends of mine who have supported these universities. They've done it benevolently. These universities are large things, so it's not as though you're giving to the, to the university in Toto, but you're funding the business school, you're funding the science lab, you're, you're, you're funding the law school, you're giving to uh, you know, the athletic program or what have you. But those monies are, as we would call them, fungible. You give to one school, it means the school doesn't have to, the university doesn't have to spend uh, money on that school. Now it can spend money elsewhere. And it could be spending its money in Toto in places where uh, you don't want it to go. You wanted to fund a better business lab uh, or, or a better computer lab for the, for the business school. Great, fantastic, you're supporting an MBA program. But if the school as a whole is filled with thousands and thousands of pro-Hamas students and faculty, people who will step out a few days after Jews are butchered in Israel and celebrate Hamas and carry signs of hang gliders with machine guns and wave the flag of terrorists, then I say with all love, you are supporting the wrong university. It's time for a different kind of divestment. It's time for your money to follow your values. Hear those words. Your money should follow your values. There is nothing American, there is nothing wise, there is nothing benevolent about you giving your money to a university that does not reflect your values. There's nothing incumbent upon you for you to fund your enemies. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening. In some of these demonstrations that have happened around university campuses in the last few weeks, Jews have been beat up. The killing of Jews has been celebrated. Students at American university campuses have chanted, kill the Jews, kill the Jews, kill the Jews. Yeah, it's, it's Berlin in 1934. And what I'm saying is there are some elements of free speech. I get it. University is a place for people to try out ideas. I get it. When I was 22 and at a university, I probably sounded a little bit further left, quite a bit further left than I am now because we grow and we change. I don't want to be judged for what I uh, said at that time. I wasn't some crazy Marxist. I was just trying on uh, ideas of people who had influenced me. And I'm glad the university was expandable enough, flexible enough to hear me, coach me, teach me, and help me land as the slightly right of center guy that I am today. That's what a university should do. But if I'd advocated violence, if I found a guy with a yarmulke on and beat the hell out of him, if I had taken money from donors to this university and used it to serve evil causes, anti-American causes, bigoted causes, if I had taken that education and gone and joined the Klan or Hamas or a neo-Nazi group, you understand what I'm saying 
then some folks would need to, unless I'm an outlier, if I'm the only one, okay, well, then that's just me going crazy. But if there are thousands like me, then something fundamentally is going wrong at that university. So I'm speaking in very firm terms because it's time for some money to get redirected. And I'm not going to mention a university I want you to give to because I'm not here trying to raise money. I'm trying to get you to not give money to people who don't share your values. Don't share your values. Why should Jews who have built businesses, generated great wealth, then give it to prestigious universities who use it to fund radical Palestinians who are pro-Hamas? Why? In the same way, why should those same people, those same Jews, high-performing, high high-achieving Jews, be required to give their money or, or should it be suggested that they give their money to a sorority that's known to be basically a skinhead sorority or fraternity? Would that make any sense? And yet that's what we're doing. Whether it comes to matters of faith, whether it comes to matter of values, whether it comes to matters of anti-Semitism, whether it comes to matter of neo-Marxism versus a free market, there are people giving billions of dollars to fund their enemies. I've never understood how a man who started a business and worked hard and his family sacrificed and he gets to the point where he's a multi-billionaire and he's learned from the free market and he's mastered the free market and he celebrates the free market. And what does he do? He funds a leftist business school or he lends his name and his billions to a college of arts and sciences that is teaching the very opposite of a free market. Why? 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 Who suggested this? Who taught this? Is it a matter of being prestigious? Is it that important to have your name on that laboratory at Harvard when Harvard as a whole could be completely opposite of what you believe? Now, you're smart people who listen to this podcast, and I'm grateful for you, but I'm speaking bluntly to you. Some of you were horrified to find that the schools where your money goes and by the millions suddenly were the sites of demonstrations of thousands who were calling for the death of Jews, the support of Hamas, which only means more death of Jews. Think about that. Get smart. Don't be stupid with your money and shake off this counseling, this guidance that you get from benevolence, counselors and advisors and consultants. Don't give your money where it doesn't extend what you believe and want to see in the world. Whether we're talking about a, a university as an extension of your Christianity or your Judaism or your conservatism, whatever it is, don't pay for the demise of your people. Don't pay for the demise of your civilization. It makes no sense. And I can't tell you the people I talk to who say, man, I'm a, just a good conservative American and I'm conservative in my faith, but uh, yeah, I, I, I give a million a year to, you know, I'm making this up now, Carnegie Mellon, or I give a million, million a year to the state university because I'm a big, big football supporter. So I, so I give it to their arts of co- college of arts and sciences. All my kids went there or, 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 I, or I went to, you know, to Penn State uh, MBA school. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to support that. Really? Do you have any idea what they're teaching? Do you have any idea what they're saying? Do you have any idea? Do they have professors like the one at Carnegie Mellon who wanted the queen of England, a sweet woman, a strong Christian woman who did a great deal for England, the, England's longest living monarch and got up and said she wanted her to die in agony and then bragged that the university wouldn't do anything to her. This woman should be removed and no university should hire her. Why? Because she's just vicious 
and disgusting. And imagine what she's encouraging in the classroom. Our money does not have to go to support our enemies. It does not have to go to support the demise of our culture. Now, I've hit hard in this podcast, harder than I usually do, but I am bringing you facts. Americans give, uh, the last stat was $52 billion a year to universities. Are you supporting schools that are contrary to your values? Or are you doing a little bit of research and giving to the whatever it is, the Jewish university, the Christian university, the the uh, conservative university. There are good conservative universities in this country. And if you've built your whole life on the free market and believe in it and are an advocate for it, well, then for heaven's sakes, don't support with that wealth that you earned by the sweat of your brow. Don't support a school that's going to tear down everything you believe. And by the way, use you as an object of ridicule in the classroom. Give smart, give wisely. Give to schools that share your values. And if you've hired, I know some of you really wealthy family, this, this is what you do because I've, I've, I've worked and cooperated with these very people. You hire benevolence consultants. Well, make sure they share your values. Otherwise, your money's going to get directed to places that might be prestigious, might get your name on a building, but you're paying for the destruction of your civilization, perhaps your faith, and definitely your values. Field is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular global speaker, and senior fellow for public leadership at Palm Beach Atlantic University. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.